Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Put On Waivers Podcast with your host, Dwayne Douglas, on the POW Sports Podcast Network. So whether it's the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, or even hockey, nah, forget about hockey. Now, for the best in sports talk, come along for the ride with the Put On Waivers Podcast. Here's your host, Dwayne Douglas. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Put On Waivers podcast. I am your host, Dwayne Douglas. Mike Rondo was off tonight, and we have James Amato battling through um, what was what was a tough a tough vacation for him in Myrtle Beach, um, making it through with the. Uh, yeah, I know you guys are a little cold here, so we'll see if you can fight through the elements and play through pain, as they say. Um, the Put On the Put On Waivers podcast. You can also hit us up on Twitter. At, at Put On Waivers and at Raiders Today. Um, those are our Twitter handles. We have um, websites at putonwaivers.com and we have the Raiders Today, uh, the RaidersToday.com as well. Um, 213-634-5428 is your text line. I got a question on there that I got to respond to. So that would be kind of cool a little bit later on in the show. We also we all we always love participation from our our fans. We do like the unique listeners. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Put On Waivers podcast on iTunes. And we are going to be um, soon to be added to Spotify as well. So to broaden the audience, of course. Um, Create Culture is one of our sponsors. Create Culture, Culture, close with clothing with a cause, if you will. Um, there, if you have, if you're into giving to causes where you can help breast cancer. Uh, you can also help um, feed children um, in in the United States. Their clothes, the clothing that you, their apparel, the sweatshirts, the t-shirts, the hats, what they sell, that money goes there. So definitely help them with that. And also, Brown Bales Bondsman. If you are get, if you get in that situation where you are in trouble with the law and you need somebody to help you, call Mark at eight six zero five. Five five nine two one five seven. That's a mouthful. James, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing doing good. Like you said, shaking the cold, um, but you know, gotta being a hockey fan, I gotta I gotta play through the pain because that's that's how NHL players do it. You know, no no nights off in the NHL, so I'm uh, I'm good to go. I'll make it through the podcast. Let's uh, let's get the ball rolling. Well, okay, it's gonna start off with. Um, we we always start with like you know in the off off season we, we I try to make sure we talk about all the, all all the three major sports and we're gonna start off with the the National Football League and the Chicago Bears. Um, last year, uh, you know, up and down year for Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky um, is um, gonna be going gonna be going in the second year now. Um, new head coach for him now and Matt Nagy. We're gonna see if he can help this quarterback become a, you know, just, just an upper echelon guy. They have the running game to do so. They have Howard. They have a change of pace back who I love and Tariq Cohen. So uh, those two guys are really, um, you know, pivotal going forward. Um, they, 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 they did draft um, Kevin White um, a couple of years ago. Um, Kevin White has not really panned out, um, but they picked up Allen Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, any thoughts on the Bears um, going forward this year? Before they head to the draft on 
April 26th? Um, I I liked the fact that the Bears put Trubinsky in last year. That was, you know, that was their best move. He was the best quarterback on the roster. Throw him into the fire. Um, I was very comfortable with them playing him. Um, you know, Chicago is actually a team I follow. Um, and from the NFC perspective, they're going back to the day. I've always been a huge Walter Payton fan. We have a little debate going on at work on who was the best running back you've ever seen play. And, and I just default to Walter Payton. You know, he was just that upper echelon player for me. Um, the younger crowd always goes with uh, uh, Barry Sanders. And, and I can see that, but, you know, I saw the heyday of Walter Payton, 77 to 81, where just some incredible plays on like not a very good bears team led by future Raider quarterback, Vince Evans at one point. Um, but yeah, I I kind of I, I was rooting for the Bears last year. I like what they did with Trubisky again, and um, I think they had a pretty good off season so far. I like the wide receivers they brought in. They were almost last in the league when it came to receiving yardage, and uh, I feel I'm feeling good about the Bears going into the next season. So I'm picking up um, Super Bowl hero uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles, Trey Burton, um, and and um, Miami tight end Deion Sims as well. I see the team as a team that can, you know, be an up-and-coming ball club in the in the NFC. Uh, maybe not a playoff team or anything this year coming up, but maybe in the future. Um, that, that all depends. You know, Andy Reid can develop some really good coaches. Um, Doug Peterson, you know, to, to name a few. So, like, the guys who work under um, – Andy Reid usually come up really big, come up really big and become um, um, good head coaches. So we'll see if um, Matt Nagy is the next next disciple um, to come through and, um, and and do that as well. I'm also excited if you look at what you know the Tariq Hill, what 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 the Chiefs were able to do with him. It's going to be fun to see what they can do with um, Tariq Cohen because Tariq Cohen is really just a kind of just a fantastic. Um, Fantastic, a little um, chess piece that an offensive coordinator can um, play with and kind of get things, get the ball rolling with um, with his ability. Very small back, very tough to see behind the, um, all those big offensive linemen. So we'll have to see what um, what happens there offensively. Defensively, it's probably the biggest um, issue they're going to have. Do they? How they can they? How can they develop a pass rush? They pick up Aaron Lynch um, from the San Francisco 49ers. Um, defensively, I mean, uh, Leonard Floyd, solid, but um, not great. You got to check out that secondary as well. Uh, Prince Makamura, Kyle Fuller, um, you know, solid players. Looking for them to kind of bounce back. In this league nowadays, you kind of have to have a um, a great slot corner. Uh, if you don't have a slot corner, then teams are just going to attack that all day. You almost need three or four corners to be a really good team. We'll see if they do that as well. Um, in the in the draft, I see them going defense defensively in the draft to see them really attacking the defensive end, the defensive side of the ball uh, to improve that team as well. Um, and they also have an interesting situation with um, with their with, with their um, with their special team, the kicking game as well. So we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens um, with with the Bears going forward. Obviously, they're not the favorites to win that division um, in any way whatsoever, but the Bears are going to be a, a team a, a team that has some. Um, kind of some bright 
optimistic views of themselves whenever a new head coach comes in with a young a young um a young um quarterback. You mentioned something earlier before the show about the Bears and are they just a team that the people just love to the point where in Chicago where they don't really kinda care what the outcome of the game was a game is? I mean the games in Chicago when the Cubs were playing the Indians in the World Series the the Cubs were getting their brains beaten at that point, and the series were down three games to one. And then, and the games in Chicago, they were just they were cheering like it was, like 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 the like like the, like they were up three games to one. Um, it, it's kind of a weird situation like there. Do, do they love? Do you think they love the Bears so much? And they, and they always go back to '86 to the point where they don't they kind of ignore what's actually happening right now. Yeah, that, that's something I, I wonder about, and and I'm going to use myself as the example. I'm a huge New York Rangers fan, and and I know we don't like to talk hockey, <laughs> but um, you know, '94 was was the year for me. That's like one of my favorite sports memories is that '94 season and, and the postseason. And the Rangers have had a couple of playoff runs after that. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals four years ago. Um, and as much as it was not fun to win the finals against the Kings, and, and I still think they, you know, they, they were a few wide shots away from winning that winning that cup. Um, didn't really bother me. I just felt it was a nice run because I always have '94 to go back on. And and it kind of there's a lot of big personalities with the Rangers. You know, we had Mark Messier and and Stefan Bateau and 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 guys like that. And you know, Brian Leach is, is an all time great and when you look at the compare them to that that bears team with like those personalities and and those those guys who who are above and beyond and they're almost mythological NFL players when you think about it and if you've ever seen the 30 for 30 on the bears you just you, they're just above everything else you know and you, you almost wonder like is that bear team more beloved than than the bulls you know, the Bulls, for all they did, like, is it always come back to the Bears? And you, you wonder, do Bear fans give the Chicago team, the Bears team, and, and management and ownership that that path because everything falls back to how great 85 was? I mean, how many, how many, how many, how many of us um... – you used to enjoy those skits, you know, um, on the on Saturday Night Live with the with the Bears, you know, and then um, talking about Ditka and everything like that. And Ditka is probably still king there. So for the Bears going through going going forward, um, I think the love affair. I mean, they they kind of got to they got to they kind of start they have to start winning games. And I think they're a franchise where they they took a chance on the quarterback. Um, I think you got at some point you got to get attention on the quarterback. You can't just try to keep getting free agent quarterbacks to fill your void. You have to go out there and um, get a homegrown homegrown guy. Trubisky doesn't have a lot of experience, um, but he is mobile. He ha- he is accurate, and if you have those two things, you can definitely um, become a um, a really good uh, quarterback in the NFL. Um, switching over to the Jacksonville Jaguars now. The Jaguars are um, a team that kind of you know, gave your Patriots a big scare in the AFC Championship game. They are loaded up, ready to go into um, the upcoming season, um, picking up um, you know, Dante Moncrief, that wide receiver. Um, they have picked up um, 
Austin Shafarian Jenkins at tight end. They're just, I mean, they're pretty much the roster's already kind of just filled out already. <laughs> to be honest with you, they don't really need to make a whole lot of moves. I just think the experience last year of that Patriot playoff game is what we could what we what we can see the Jacksonville Jaguars propel themselves into a team that could possibly go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean Tom Coughlin has just changed the overall culture of that team. Um and, and you talk about like the older coaches and, and and the old guard of the NFL, like will they have the impact on these young players and and you know that team was talking a lot of smack going into the Patriots game and, and they, they pretty much lived up to it. Like they were not afraid of that game. Um, they had a lot of confidence. They probably should have won that game. Um, but the whole culture there, I mean, that's a great team. They're, they're, they're a very, very good team. Um, they're in a great position where when it's their turn to pick in the draft, they can just go for the best player available, the best talent that's at that slot when they go. Those are so good everywhere else. I was a little shocked that they re-upped with Blake Bortles. I thought at one point, you know, if the Giants were going to blow things up, they may have brought in Eli or something like that for the, you know, the next two or three years while I have that window of opportunity. But, you know, if you're a Jaguar fan, you have to be really looking forward to this upcoming season. And again, going back to the whole Coughlin culture, um, just, getting rid of those horrible, horrible uniforms the Jaguars have had. And, you know, there was a sneak peek on the internet yesterday. And if that picture is true, you know, they're, they're going to solid colors and everything. And they're going to look like an old time football team. And the really big news out of Jacksonville also, when you talk about it, is Coughlin's taking away the upper deck awnings. So they're going to be filling that stadium up, you know, this upcoming season. So Jacksonville is definitely a team to reckon with and, they should be in contention for home field advantage throughout the playoffs next year. Yeah, I mean they look like a they look like a, a twelve and four football team. There's no really, there's really no question about it. Um, we have to see what happens there. Um, but they are they look they look really really good. Um, there's no, I, I think in the AFC there's going to be there's, there's New England right now. There is uh, Pittsburgh and then there's them and then they are right there to go um, and battle for. For for that for that top spot, um, a big trade involving your well, uh, involving your team, the New England Patriots. They of course get another first round pick. Um, they they always find a way to get they make swindle somebody and they making a pick. Um, I do like the player. Don't get me wrong. I do like Brandon Cooks. I think he is a tremendously gifted wide receiver. Um, he really took a lot of slack. I thought um, with injury. Um, there was a huge injury that the Patriots had to deal with um, when it came to uh, Julian Edelman. So he came in, did his thing, got a, got a thousand yards, and was no issues. Um, but is he worth a first round pick? I would probably say no, especially especially to a team that's already loaded. I mean, the the, the Rams were already the highest scoring team in football last year, or at least one of them. So. Is it kind of redundant to get that get that kind of player? I, I really I kind of I kind of see it as that. Um, somebody on Twitter said um, Les Snead, the GM of the Rams, needs to stop playing Madden because he's making all these making all these crazy deals. So, so uh, I, I don't I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, listen, they are doing one thing that I do agree with. Before you have to pay the quarterback, the the Patriots are in a luxury situation where they can sit back and. 
and not have to worry about paying um, Brady because Brady will Brady has taken pay cuts and doesn't get you know ridiculous amounts of money right now because and it, it's always a little flexual flexibility when they need a, when they need to get a player, but when it's time for you know golf to get it paid. This is when all the Adamic and Sue's and uh, Marcus Peters deals can't take place. So we'll have to see what happens there. Your thoughts on what the Patriots did? I, I was shocked when I got the alert on my phone. And then when you think about it, Cooks is a deep receiver. Um, I think Brady showed during the Super Bowl that going deep is, you know, he can't do it all game long. So so he really wasn't a fit with the Patriots. Edelman's coming back. Um, you know, and Bill, we trust. So, you know, something is going to come out of somewhere um, and they'll take care of it. Uh, but Cooks, you know, on a deep threat, and, and he came up big last year. He came up huge. He had some big touchdowns throughout the year. I was a fan of his. Like I said, I was shocked. But when you take a step back and think about it, like Brady's not going deep. He didn't look good in the Super Bowl going deep except for that last play. Um, when You know, when we knew that was his last throw, you know, it's not the Raiders of the 80s and the 70s and – throwing it deep and, and downfield. So it, it's kind of a mixed balance of shocked and not shocked. Uh, from the Rams perspective, yeah, they're they're doing the Dan Snyder, you know, um, building a team, signing all the free agents, getting all the big names. You know, win now, and, and what happens when you win? You sell tickets. And, and the Rams have two years to sell a lot of PSLs. You know, so this is all going to fall into place for them to get that new stadium up and running by putting a winning product on the field. So um, it'd be exciting if it worked for the Rams. They're the on-the-paper Super Bowl champions. Why play the season? No one else should even do anything else. Let's just skip the draft because right now it, it looks like it's all Rams. Uh, but I just, you know, there is a lot of silence. You know, even when you go to the internet and and in the Boston papers, like what's going on in New England, no one really knows. But he wasn't a fit, and you know, maybe Belichick is on his way out. And since Brady thinks he can win with anyone, he's just gonna just get rid of all the superstars. Do you think that this could be a situation where the Patriots are gonna try? They have two first round picks. They're obvious. I mean, they could just say, "Hey, we'll stay pat and just take those two picks," or they could say, "Let's package this." Um, nobody's going to tell me again that I can't get a guy to back to, um, to be the future quarterback of the team. Nobody's going to tell me again that, you know, Hey, Brady's going to play till he's 50 or 45. Even I'm going to go, I see a quarterback that I like. I'm going to use those two draft picks to get a, to go up and get a quarterback. Um, is that possible, uh, for them? Um, because I mean, it, it's a, it, it's, it's, people have made like, you know, talk comments that, Hey, this is an opportunity for them to go out and get maybe Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, I don't, I don't really see the, the Patriots doing that, especially cause they, you know, the guys basically said, Hey, I want to, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play unless I get my extension and I want to get my extension. And so I, if he's going to get an extension, he's not going to get on the field. Do you see them targeting a, a, a particular situation and trading those two picks? to go out there and and acquire a, a certain chess piece for the team for the future? Historically, the Patriots don't trade up. Um, and, and, as, and I'm talking about the Belichick regime. Um, it, it's rare for them to trade up. They're usually trading down. Um, I don't believe for one moment that 
Odell Beckham Jr. is coming to New England because the, the rumors out there about the Giants wanting two first-round draft choice. Um, they never said the two first-round picks had to be in the same year to begin with at that. Um, and he's just not that player who wants to be, you know, he wants to be the star. He wants to be the highest-paid player. He does not fit the Patriots mold. Um, could I see, like I said, historically, Patriots never trade up. They trade back. Could I see Belichick trading up to get one of those quarterbacks? It's possible, but who who's he trade with? You know, who who's going to take those picks? And I don't see him even like blowing up a draft to get one of the top two or three picks by trading five or six picks to to get to that spot. So, um, and again, it, it's Belichick. When I I don't know. Can you, can you be shocked anymore at what he does? Does, does he kind of like, don't tell me how to run my team. I'm bringing a quarterback in here. But, you know, even Brady was the number 99 pick. Brady was a third-round pick. You know, um, all their quarterbacks under Belichick have not been picked higher than the second round. So, you, you really – you can never say never right now with everything that's going on right there. And maybe Belichick wants to prove, like, you know, like you said one last time that I'm in charge and, and trade up. But I don't see any of those top four or five teams trading with the Patriots. We'll have to see. We'll have to see that. I mean, I can, I can imagine um, – um, Dave Gettleman, if he does trade Odell Beckham Jr., he would actually trade him to the to the New England Patriots. Now, that was people in New York would probably kick a, kick a gasket over and do something. They'll go crazy if that ever takes place. Um, Put on waivers podcast here. Dwayne Douglas, James Amato. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back and we'll talk about the silver and black. Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad music again. The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's Intro to Classic Rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's Intro to Classic Rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically, cancel anytime. As miserable as they have been for so long, that music still takes, brings a smile to my face. Um, the Raiders team and going forward with the Raiders and seeing what's going on with the silver and black. We do have um, an interview um, that we have that we took from the Raiders Today podcast that we're going to actually um, play for you now. And then after that, once we play the interview, we will come back and talk about the future of John Gruden's second term with the Raiders and the state of the franchise with that team. Blog Talk Radio. Hear the music. It's time for the Raiders Today podcast with your host, Dwayne Douglas.
And welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raiders Today podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Douglas, and it's good to have you with us today on the Raiders Today podcast. And today we have a guest on our show today. His name is Mitchell Rents. He is from Chat Sports and Gridiron Experts. You can catch him at both of those uh, Twitter handles at Chat Sports and Gridiron Experts. And we're going to talk about the Oakland Raiders and what they've done in the offseason and what they can do in the draft. Hey, Mitchell, how you doing today? Hey, man, I'm, I'm doing good. Thanks for, thanks for getting up early. I know it's Sunday, but this is uh, the only really time I was free. So I really appreciate that. But, yeah, man, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MitchellRen365. I cover the Oakland Raiders at Chat Sports, but I'm also a fantasy football kind of nut. So I also write for fantasy pros and gridiron experts. And I'm kind of like my claim to fame right now is uh, my blind comparison. So please check those out. Wow, Ed, that's that's good to hear. You are definitely uh, uh, one of the most follows on Twitter when it comes to the Oakland Raiders and other things um, that that do with football. So let's go. Let's let's just dive right into the to the Raiders off season. As soon as they lose to San Diego, they go from Del Rio to Gruden. Um, can you talk about that transition and then now also Gruden's? How how will Gruden help Derek Carr, who had a subpar year last year? <clears throat> so the move, I I like the move of them getting Gruden. For one, I mean, when you sign a guy to ten years, hundred million dollars, to me that says, all right, this is the plan that we're going to put into place. Let's go forward. Uh, I know I probably shouldn't mention the the Forty Niners on this podcast, but I think what they're doing is like the right things. I mean, Shanahan's got five years, Garoppolo's got five years, and John Lynch is five years. You know, like they're planning, like they're they're putting a plan together. I think the Raiders are doing the same thing right now. Like, so 10 years, if the Raiders buy into what Gruden can do, I think they're going to be pretty successful. Now, some of the moves that Gruden's made, I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant about. Um, I, I, I don't know if I would have gotten rid of a guy like Crabtree for a guy like Jordy. I don't know why we're bringing in a guy like Doug Martin, who's averaged only 2.9 yards per carry the last two years. But I think when you see – what John Gruden has done for quarterbacks in his career, I think if, again, if we can build that offensive line, give Derek enough time. I think he played through a lot of injuries last year, Derek, and I think he's going to be okay. Um, I think, though, the the main thing here is we got Derek Carr, 26 years old. Let's buy into the system of Gruden, and I think it'll be okay for Raider Nation. For just, just for consistency purposes, just to have that, knowing that this is the yeah. offense that, that exactly. they're going to run. and. And, you know, and Carr can drop back. The, just having something familiar and he's not changing offensive coordinators every five, every five seconds, I think that will help him but, a great deal. If you, look, if, you do, if you do look at the targets, I think Jordy Nelson was off last year, was off to a, um, solid, a solid um, season last year before Aaron Rodgers got hurt. He had around the same amount of catches as Crabtree, um, but the, with a lot less targets. So we'll see. The one, the, one, the one thing I will say is that if you look at, Gruden's last run with the Raiders, which was a very long time ago. Time goes by really quickly. Um, the veteran receivers exploded. Like, you know, like Rice had a, had some great years. Um, Tim Brown basically in his Hall of Fame speech said, you know, the years with John Gruden is what got him into the Hall of Fame. So we'll see what happens um, with, the, with the Raiders going forward. They do need – I think they do need some speed at the, um, at the um, running back position, but we'll talk about that a little bit. Talked about Jordy and Crabtree. That's been a big debate there, um, as far as that goes. And do you do you do you think it's a, a huge downgrade, or do you feel like Jordy can can at least match 
the output of what Crabtree did in the, in the, in the last couple of years. Well, I also wanted to just say one more thing about the the Derek Carr, and then I'll get back into that. I mean, he's had four offensive coordinators and four coaches, you know, in his time there. So mm-hmm. I think having a guy like Gruden, that will definitely help get it going. But then when you talk about the veterans like Jordy and Crabtree, I mean, Crabtree was set to make $7.69 million. They're basically paying that to Jordy. I mean, he's got a two-year $15 million, $13 million of that is guaranteed. I understand Jordy's numbers were better, but – Jordy also had a chemistry with Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think we put that enough into consideration. I mean, Aaron Rodgers turned a guy like James Jones into a 14-touchdown receiver when he wasn't doing anything, and then all of a sudden now he's great. Um, Jordy had six touchdowns with Rodgers, and then once Rodgers got hurt, he didn't have six touchdowns again the rest of the year, or a touchdown the rest of the year. He didn't have over Uh 75 receiving yards in a single game. To me, Jordy looked like he lost a step, and I don't know if, Carr is going to be able to get that chemistry with Jordy right away because that stuff takes time. Anytime you have to get 11 guys on the same page every single play, I mean, that's tough to do. And when you're bringing in a lot of new pieces, things may be bumpy early on. So I think we just need to be patient with that. But I would still much rather have Crabtree. I think he's a better red zone target right now at this point of his career than a guy like Jordy. Sure, Jordy still might have that speed, but I don't know necessarily if that's a better fit in this Oakland Raiders offense. I would have kept Crabtree, but it sounded like he was a bit of a, a bit of a headache in the locker room. So we we're, we're doing a lot of talk about the Raiders wide receivers, and there is another wide receiver who definitely needs to have the football pushed and hit pushed in his direction a little bit more often. And I don't want to hear the excuses of coverage is rolling to eighty nine. It's this is the year where I'm really expecting Amari Cooper. If he's ever going to have a huge season, it would have to be this year under John Gruden. I hope, man. Uh, Gruden came out and said that Amari Cooper is going to be the focal point of the offense, so, I mean, that definitely gets me excited. But, I mean, that third year for, for wide receivers is the breakout year, and Amari struggled. I mean, he had, what, 600 receiving yards, and 200 of them came against the Chiefs. And I had such high hopes for a guy who's still really, really young, and I still think he is unbelievably talented. But, to me, it was more just like confidence. I mean, anytime you see a receiver who's, over 70 catches and 1,000 yards his first two seasons in the NFL. I mean, that's only done seven, That's only been done seven times. Like, that's how uh-huh. amazing Amari Cooper is. So, I think this is his fourth year. If he can get some of that confidence back, avoid some of those just bonehead drops. Because Amari's got good hands. Like, and people might laugh at me for saying that after his drops. But I think it's more of just a concentration issue. Like, Amari, watch him at Alabama. Like, the dude didn't drop balls. He, he just looks like he struggled with yeah. concentration this past year. And, a lot really talented. He's got some of the best footwork in the league, and I agree. The Raiders need to run their offense through a guy like Amari because I think Amari, from a talent standpoint, at his young age, I think he's one of the best receivers in the league under the age of 25. No questions about it. I mean, when I watch the Steelers, I know Brown's getting the football. When I watch the Falcons, I know Julio Jones is getting the football. I'm not saying he's that level, but they're in a league where you can't touch a receiver past two yards, so get five. Um, you should be able to get Amari Cooper – for sure. Um, the football. Um, the tight end situation, yeah. um, uh, Clyde Walford has been a disappointment. Uh, you know, he, he looks the part, but he looked, but he's definitely been a disappointment. Um, Jared Cook in this offense, if you go back and look at, like, you know, a lot of the older um, Raider videos, he used to, um, and, and when John Gruden was with, with the Raiders for the first time, he did do a lot of stuff with the tight ends. I didn't see the Raiders cut Clyde Walford, so do you think maybe he and, and Jared Cook will be an integral part of the offense going forward? Well, I actually was surprised they didn't cut Clive. I understand, like, what he does there. I was glad they brought back um, Smith. I can't think of his first name. Um, he's, yeah. he's, like, their blocking tight end. 
yeah, so I like that they brought him back because I think that's actually an important part of what Gruden wants to do. But I like Jared Cook from a certain aspect, but Jared Cook can't lead the team in receiving yards. I mean, the dude had 688 oh, receiving can't yards. Happen. That, that can't happen. That can't happen. Anytime that we're that under, like, like I, I understand. Like, Jared Cook had a good year. Like, 688 receiving yards for Jared Cook is a good year, and like I would take that. But man, we we can't have a there's. We didn't have a single receiver over 700 receiving yards last year. And, what, Crabtree, I think, led the team in receptions with, like, 58? Like, that stuff can't yeah. happen. Not on this team. I mean, the Raiders are way too talented to be 6-10. and 10. Like, if, like the fact that they were 6-10 and 10 last year, super questionable. Then Gruden's going to be under <laughs> a lot of fire early, and he should be. But uh, we need to get the ball into our playmaker's hands. Not that Jared Cook's not a playmaker, but he's not, he's not 688 leading the Raiders in receiving yards playmaker. He, he, he's a good complimentary player, but, yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm going to bank on that when they had a competent offensive coordinator like a Bill Musgrave, um, you know, Carr flourished. I'm kind of looking forward to that, seeing how John Gruden um, goes forward um, with, with Derek Carr there. Um, free agency, really quick, a lot of um, one-year contract guys, not really um, guys who are going to be kind of blow up on the map. I'm, like you, I'm not a fan of the Doug Martin um, deal, but, you know, let's see let's see what he has, and if he, and if he doesn't, he can't perform, then he's not going to make the team when it comes to September anyway. Um, the one guy who I looked at who I think is going to be a really good addition would be um, Rashard, Rashawn Melvin. Um, the cornerback, his numbers look good. He is, uh, when you watch him on film, he you know, does a really good job at corner. They need help at corner. And I think the biggest key to this Raider defense is going to be um, Jerry, Jerry Conley. Can Gary and Conley, who, had, who was on, who was on spat, sabbatical last year, can he perform next year. I mean, that's going to be the biggest key to that defense. If he performs in Paul Gunther's offense, the Raiders might have something um, going forward in the secondary because they need help there. Yeah, they desperately do. They forced only five interceptions last year. Heck, there was a point where it was like, what, week 11? We didn't even have any interceptions yet. So, I like Rashawn Melvin, talented guy out of Indianapolis. He he wasn't all that great his first, like, few two years in the season. And then he kind of put it together a little bit this past year. He only played in ten games. I think he racked up 36 tackles to be exact, but that Colts team was really bad. Uh, he had a lot of things put on him, and that Colts team, you could argue, was one of the worst teams in the league last year. So I love the Rashawn Melvin pickup. I was really hoping for Trumaine Johnson, I'll be honest, but uh, when I see how much the Jets paid for him and how much we got Melvin for, I think it's actually the right move. So I, I like that. Gary Conley needs to step up. Heck, Ob, I can't pronounce his last name. Ob from UConn, only, he's an athletic specimen. Only because I've seen him play in college, Obi Obi Malafonwu. Yes, I mean he's he's another guy who needs to who needs to show he's as well. Good. I, he's good. He's talented. Um, they brought back Reggie Nelson. I think if Obi was able to play an entire season last year, I think they wouldn't have brought back um, or, 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 um, uh, Reggie, Reggie Nelson. But they kind of need to bring him back because you need some veteran presence in the secondary, even though he is not a a great a great player. Um, I know you got to go, but Going towards the draft now, a lot of people are talking about, you know, the linebacker from Virginia Tech, linebacker from Georgia. Um, with the 10th pick, if the Raiders stay right there, and Reggie McKenzie um, usually stays right there, he doesn't usually go up in the draft, who do you like in that spot for the Raiders? Well, when I look at it, I did a show on my uh, for Chat Sports called – I do a show called The Raiders Report. You guys can check it out on YouTube. It's right now the most popular Raiders show on YouTube, so – Please check that out, the Raiders report. But I did my top five predictions on who I think the Raiders can get there. And now I'm kind of going to even drop it back down to a top four. 
because uh, when we talk to certain people, there's kind of rumors in the bushes on who the Raiders are probably going to take. But I like Joshua Jackson, cornerback out of Iowa. Dude forced eight interceptions last year. He's an absolute ball hawk. I don't want to compare him to a guy like Richard Sherman, but he's very similar in the aspect that he's very physical. He's very tough. And then the other guy is a guy named Vita Vea, defensive tackle out of Washington. I mean, anytime a 6'3", 350-pound man can run a sub-five or very close to a sub-five, it's very impressive. And Vea is a strong guy. I mean, 41 reps on the bench. I love Vea, and I think he'd be a solid guy in the middle of that defense, defensive tackle. We were bringing in Sue for a reason for a visit, just the dude decided not to show up. So, screw Sue. Why not go for a guy maybe like Vea? Then the linebackers, though. I mean, the linebackers are the two guys where I think we have to go. I wish – I'm st- I still think Navarro Bowman's going to resign, and I'm hoping he is because anytime a guy – Bowman led the Raiders in tackles with 89, and he only played 10 games. Like, Bowman was an absolute yeah, monster for the Raiders, and it's, yeah, it's driving me nuts. I mean, he led, he led the team in tackles nine of the 10 games that he was there, and it's driving me nuts that we're not resigning. But when you look at Tremaine Edmonds from Virginia Tech, he is an absolute athletic specimen. The dude's 6'5", 250 pounds, and he can run, and he's got huge upside. So if you want upside, you want Edmonds. If you want a linebacker who you know, like, I don't want to say what you're going to get, but Roquan might be a little bit undersized, but his tape at Georgia is incredible. And he shows up to play in big games. Sure, sometimes he gets mauled around a little bit by a big offensive lineman, but I don't know too many linebackers who can take on an offensive lineman when they're running full speed six yards down the field. Like, there's, there's not many guys that can do that. Roquan and Traymond Edmonds are, like, still a bit of a coin flip for me. So, you're good. Go. I listen. I listen. I totally agree with you. I think it is about. I think the Raiders for a long time has have ignored the linebacker position. I mean, we just. I mean, even, even if they sign Bowman back, who would be a better tutor than Demar Navarro Bowman for Smith or Edwards? So, uh, so we'll see what happens in the Maybe draft. Khalil hey, Mack. listen, Mitchell. I, I mean, yeah, well, well, I mean, Khalil, like, I mean, I'm getting a little. I'm not getting worried, but I was like, can we sign that contract already? Let's get that long-term deal for Khalil done. Uh, so we can secure that we have um, one of the best defenders in the in the in football back with the Raiders. Um, Mitchell, thanks for joining us here. Can you let everybody know where they can find you? For sure, man. Yeah, thank you a lot for letting me tune in on this Sunday. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MitchellRenz365. You guys can also find a lot of the stuff that I do at Fantasy Pros, at Gridiron Experts, and then please check out Chat Sports. We are the – essentially, we are ESPN of Facebook – you can follow us my Facebook page at Oakland Raiders by Chat Sports. Fifty thousand live on that Facebook page, and then you guys can check out my Raiders report on YouTube. I would definitely appreciate that. But again, follow me on Twitter, Mitchell Wren three six five. Thanks for joining us, man. Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad music again. The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure. What's the new playlist name? Jack's intro to classic rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's intro to classic rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically. Cancel anytime. Of the Lakers had a big game, James. Wait till you hear our guy, James Amato, on the Put On Waivers podcast. Yeah. 
And we are back on the Put On Waivers podcast. The Wayne Douglas here, along with James Amato. And we do have a special guest. Uh, we had a little mix up on the time zone. That's um, our fault. But we have Lester A. Wilt Fong Jr. Um, he um, is from the Windy City Gridiron um, website. And he can, cause he's going to come on the show and talk to us about the Chicago Bears. We were supposed to do that earlier, but. It's my fault that 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 we kind of had that little mess mess up there. Um, Lester, how you doing today? You're all with um, Dwayne Douglas and James Amato. Doing good, guys. How you guys doing? We're doing we're doing great. Um, so new coach Matt Nagy comes in from the um from the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm a Raider fan. I know him well. I've seen I've seen them seen them in action for for a while now. Kind of stepped up in cold plays this year. Um, didn't do a great job in the playoff game against the um, against the Titans, uh, where they had they did lose their tight end, but they could have run yeah. the ball w- with the league's best rusher. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they would have made a run. <laughs> maybe they would have made a um, they made a run in the playoffs that um, last year if they were able to do that. But I am excited to look at what Nagy can do with. Um, Tariq Hill. I mean, excuse me, Tariq um, Cohen. I think Tariq yeah. Cohen, um, and he is, he is a, a just, he kind of reminds me of Darren Sproles. He has that kind of ability where you can throw the ball to him out of the backfield. Um, you know, you can run him, run him from, run him behind a big offensive line. Talk about what you think Nagy can do with a chess piece like Tariq Cohen. Yeah, you mentioned it. That's exactly what they're going to do. I mean, last year with the Bears in, in, a, in a really prehistoric offense, you know, they, they had Cohen lined up at, at tailback. They had him playing the slot. They had him playing uh, 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 split out wide. So this is a guy that did a little bit of everything last year for the Bears, and 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 now this coming up this year with with a much better offense around him, and I think we're going to see him really take off. But I think his touches are going to be probably close to what they were last year, just because there are so many more weapons on the new offense now with the Chicago Bears. All right, Lester. Um, also, um, in, going in the draft now. Um, where do you see them going in the draft? I kind of look at the roster. I kind of see like more maybe a defensive um, move here. Do you, um, who do you think the the Bears are eyeing in the draft? You know, it's hard to tell with Ryan Pace. I mean, his his, his first pick was Kevin White. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, the Bears did have, have a need at receiver a couple a few years ago, but you know, I don't think a lot of people expected Kevin White to be the pick. And then uh, a couple years ago, they traded up to get to get Floyd, the, the the big outside linebacker from Georgia. Then last year, of course, the big move to go up again to get Mitch Trubisky. So the thing with Ryan Pace is he will get the guy he wants to get. So if there's someone in this draft that he really wants, he'll get him. Uh, but the way of the mocks have kind of been falling, it looks like the Bears are going to have one of two guys. It's either going to be Quentin Nelson, uh, guard Notre Dame, or Tremaine Edmonds, uh, linebacker from uh, Vod Tech. Oh, we'll see. We'll, well, we'll see if. We'll see if that we'll see if that happens on um in late in late April as well. Um, as far as you mentioned, Kevin White is yeah, they picked up you know a wide receiver free agency. Um, is this kind of the the last gasp for 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 Kevin White here with the Bears? You know he'll have a chance to make the roster because his contract is guaranteed. So if they cut him, there really there there'll be there'll be uh, no savings at all there. So he, he has, he'll have every chance to make the roster. Matt Nagy said he's gonna make it as his personal project to, to get to get him up to speed. Um, but the thing is, like you mentioned, they they signed Allen Robinson, they signed Taylor Gabriel, uh, they have Cam Meredith coming back from an injury. So right off the top, Kevin White's your number four, if that. So he has a, a he has a lot a lot of work to do to make this roster just just to be on the team. 
I'm, is he going to play special teams? I'm not sure. So if Kevin White's not one of your top four receivers, he's probably not going to make the roster. So I think it's a, a good chance he may be elsewhere. Yeah, hey, this is James here. Um, Dwayne and I were talking earlier about the 85 Bears yeah. and, and, the, and the magnitude of that team. And, and, you know, they're almost like mythological football team, how, how great they were and, and the individual players and the personalities. And, um, and this is coming from the side of a New York Rangers fan. Yeah. Do, do the 85 Bears kind of give a pass to every Bears team sense? Like, I know Bears fans are passionate about their team, but is it does it not matter when they don't perform well in the playoffs or make the playoffs because everything falls back on that team overshadowing pretty much everything in Chicago? You know, I think right now, if if, if you grew up with that team, you you obviously are, are, that's a that's a real special team for you. But the people who have not grown up with the team, and that was you know uh, 1985, long time ago. So people that didn't know that team. Honestly, they're sick of hearing about that team because that's all that, that, that's going on in Chicago. I mean, there has been uh, – that's the only Super Bowl championship the Bears have ever had. Uh, they made it in 06, but they, 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 of course, lost to the Colts. So anyone that's in, in that age, the age range that did not see that team play, they're quite frankly just sick of the Bears and, and, and the, 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 that, that 85 team because the entire city of Chicago, all, the, all those players that played on that team – I mean, like you said, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy status with those guys. I mean, they, they, they don't buy a drink in town. I mean, it's just it's one of those things where, like I said, if it was your team, you love them. If it's not, you're sick of them, and you want something new to cheer for. Yeah, that's kind of the feeling you get on the East Coast, especially in this area with the, the 86 Mets, Yeah, where the new, yeah. the new Met fan generation is tired of hearing about the 86 Mets. So um, yeah. thank you for asking that, or answering that. Sure. Uh, you're looking at the I look at the running back. I mean, I, I do I do love Jordan Howard. I mean, he's he has just been he's been a, you know kind of a godsend for that team. Um, do you are you worried about that? I mean, I, I when they really need to in any of these offenses, yeah, he's had good running backs, but when they really need those extra yards, they they still end up passing the football. Um, are you? Are you worried about like you know that that situation with with Jordan Howard because he really I understand Gabriel I like Gabriel a lot I love Allen Robinson I, 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 and he's so he's really excited about being in Chicago as well wearing Bulls jerseys and everything like that yeah. um, but are are you worried about him just not being kind of the, kind of losing the, being the focal point of the offense especially when you have some new toys at the wide receiver position. You know, it's possible. I mean, there's been some, uh, some some trade rumors out there. I know the Dolphins had had a rumor going on where they were after him. Um, you know, just recently, you know, Jordan Howard took all of his Bears pictures off his Instagram. So, of course, that caused a big uproar in Chicago, um, you know, with, with the, the, the trade rumors starting up again. So, uh, the thing with Jordan Howard, he doesn't really fit what Matt Nagy usually wants out of his tailback. He likes a guy that can catch. And Jordan Howard, the last couple of years, has had a little bit of the dropsies. Um, you know, the problem with Howard, though, his drops have usually come in, you know, really crucial situations like a, 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 a catch he has to have for a touchdown or, or for a first down on, on a fourth down. So his, his drops have been something that fans have really have, have noticed a lot. But honestly, his hands, when he concentrates, are okay. I, I think if the Bears keep him, he'll, he'll obviously have to work on that aspect of his game because, like I said, Matt Nagy wants a guy that can, get, that can catch out of the backfield. Uh, with Jordan Howard splitting time a little bit, I think it may happen a little bit this year. Plus, you know, he, he had a, you know he he he's a really hard runner, 
So if you have a chance to go from him to Cohen and then uh, uh, they, they may go up for another back in the draft, uh, just kind of have a, a big stable there, I think it's the best thing for Jordan Howard's career in the, in the long run. Um, Batman, he wasn't oh, was a smart guy. He kept Dick Fangio, who, uh, the Dick Fangio yeah. who everybody loves as, uh, as a defensive coordinator in this league. What and I see that um, you got you got you have um, Aaron Aaron Lynch for the Niners. Um, you know, do, what do you see going forward this year um, with the Bears defense? Because the Bears are synonymous with having a really good defense. I think the big thing is, is like you said, they 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 kept Banjo. Uh, they, they they keep the system. You know, the the players they wanted to come back are all coming back. They're getting Kyle Fuller, uh, Prince Mukamara, both at the at corner, are both returning. Um, they got they have Lynch, who should give them a little bit off the edge. Um, they still need more pass rushers. I think that's what they're going to get in the draft. Um, but the big thing is, like I said, they have the, the same system intact. They, this was a, a top ten ish defense last year, and I think they're just improving. Yeah, so we'll have to look forward for them. So realistically, last question, realistically next year, an up-and-coming team kind of the way the Niners were last season for the um, Bears going forward this year, or do, do, or do the Bears fans expect more than that? I think Bears fans are hoping for a, a Rams-like team. You know, they, they, a couple of years ago they were pretty bad. Uh, uh, Brand-new coach, uh, the, the, the QB is in, in his second year with, with Goff. So they're looking at the Ram parallel. And plus with the Eagles, the Eagles kind of were, were pretty bad a couple of years ago, and, and they're pretty good now. So, you know, Bears fans are, are, are hoping for the best. But realistically, it's a really tough division. I think if they can push for an 8-8 uh, uh, record, that's, that's probably the best the Bears can hope for this year. Yeah, that's how it goes. Big city, they got big dreams. So they definitely yeah. want to make I – mean, they're, they're sick of losing in the, in the Windy City. Lester, uh, can you tell the fans out there um, on our podcast where they can find you? You can find my writing at WindyCityGridiron.com. You can find my podcast on iTunes at T-Formation Conversation. And you can follow me on Twitter at WiltfongJR. All right. Hey, Lester, thank you for joining us here on the Put On Waivers podcast. We'll be catching right, you, guys. and we'll see what the Bears, Bears do in the draft. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Hey, you need a sports fix? Rate, review, and subscribe to the Put on Waivers podcast with Mike Rolando. you feel if you got pulled over for speeding today but you didn't get a ticket now that feels good doesn't it well that's pretty much what it feels like when your computer crashes or gets infected with a nasty virus if you get carbonite online backup before you have your next computer disaster with carbonite you get a do-over you get your pictures and your other priceless files back Computer disasters are inevitable, but for only $59 a year, Carbonite gives you safe, automatic, and unlimited backup for your PC or Mac. Plus, with Carbonite, you get anytime, anywhere access to your backed up files from any computer or on your smartphone or iPad with a free app. Try Carbonite free for 15 days, plus get two free months with purchase. To get this special offer, click on the Carbonite banner or visit Carbonite.com and use offer code FREETRIAL. That's Carbonite.com, offer code free trial. Or simply click on the Carbonite banner on your screen. Blog I'm from L. Back on the Put On Waivers podcast. Had a lot going on that last uh, 25, 20, 20, 25, 30 minutes. Um, Metro Rents, 
about the Raiders and Lester Wilt Fong Jr. about the Bears. So we do talk about um, a lot of state of franchises in the uh, National Football League. We never get too much football on the Put On Waivers podcast, so that was kind of cool to get that going. Um, interesting perspectives there. Um, and we'll continue with 